Everybody and welcome to another episode of Vegan Snack Attack. It's been a very long time since I've recorded one of these, and it's just because I don't want them to all be the same thing over and over again. I want to curate the guest to make sure that it's something new and fresh. So today, I've got the Spork Girls, Heather and Jenny. Woo. How you guys doing? <laughs> We're amazing. So Pretty awesome. Because there's two of you. I would love it if uh, you would go one by one, say your name, and tell me your favorite snack. Okay. Why don't you start? Okay. My name is Jenny, mm-hmm. and my favorite snack would have to be avocado. Just avocado. Avocado on, like, whatever. It can be in a tortilla. It can be plain with little sea salt on it. Mm-hmm. Any, anytime, anywhere, I'm down. Sometimes I just cut one in half, do a little bit of salt and a little bit of, like, soy sauce, mm-hmm. or like Bragg's or something. So good. Done. All right. And Heather? Okay. Well, what I love about this question is we've been interviewed about a million times and no one's ever asked us anything like this. So thank You're you. You're on vegan snack attack. Yeah. You're <laughs> going to get asked <laughs> different now. I have to say, I'm going to go with some cold pizza. Ooh. I'm going to go with like a little day after cold pizza in the morning okay. situation. I think that's like maybe my favorite snack. I think it's a pretty solid snack. Thanks. Do you have any favorite pizzerias or do you make all of your own everything because you are the sport girl? <laughs> kind of all of the above. Uh-huh. We've been playing around with um, spelt crust Okay. and making pizza that way. We made a, We recently made a spelt crust barbecue caramelized onion basil situation. How's There's this? a picture of it right there that there you we might be staring wow. at. Yeah. Okay. But you know, we, we tear up some cruisers every now and again. Cruisers you know? so good. Yeah. I'm sure that we've talked about, I've talked about it on this podcast a zillion times. If you're in LA, you want a good all vegan pizzeria, go cruisers. What's your favorite cruisers pie? Mm. I love the pesto one because it's so garlicky that uh-huh. you're just you're disgusting for the next twenty four hours. Mm. You've got to eat it with like your lover. Absolutely. Yeah, you need yeah. a comrade. You need <laughs> oh, to just be totally. like, we are in this together for like twenty four hours. For like twenty four. Yeah, hours. yeah, and and you just got to sweat it out too. You got yeah. to go for a run or something because it's gonna stay with you. Jenny, is that your favorite too? Um, I'm a big fan of the barbecue. The barbecue chicken yeah, is my favorite. Yeah, barbecue chicken. I'm Real good. A thousand nice. percent on that Little one. fist bump on that uh, one. I think that might have been the first one that I ever got there. And I was blown away. And this was when I think they were newly all vegan. Mm-hmm. And I got it from them. And I was also pretty newly vegan at the time. And I called them afterwards. Like, after I took a <laughs> bite, and I was like, are you positive Can that you this swear is... To me? all vegan and they're just like yeah I, there's we don't use anything else and i was just like okay it's a, it's an incredible success story of how oh. a place that only had some vegan options went all vegan it's like the vegan's dream it, it, it is, is a dream it's so good they nailed it they did they a great it. job um so aside from cruiser do you have any other favorite spots i love Zanith. Pizzanista, Pizzanista downtown. Fun I live like around the corner from there, mm. and 
it's difficult to stay away. Tuesday, dollar day, or whatever it Tuesday is. Tuesday is dollar day? Tuesday is like dollar day. Monday is I closed. Think. Oh. And that's a bummer. Yeah. I learned that the hard way. But you dollar day? You do want to mm-hmm. eat pizza on a Monday. I know. Maybe it's $2 day, but it's okay. worth it. Well, you just up to the price by twice, <laughs> twice the um, We're not great it's at It's not going to break the bank. <laughs> so, all right. We've got the basics down. We know your voices, maybe. Um, let's take it back to the beginning. And this is going to be one that you've probably heard a million times. But how did you guys get... Well, first of all, how long have you both been vegan? It's been about 15 years for both of us. Both of you. Did you guys go into it the same day, same minute? <laughs> no, differently, with our best friends at the time, separate. It was Heather's New Year's resolution, oh. 99, turning 2000. Nice. And Solid. I was on the vegetarian train, hopped on the vegan train shortly after. Yeah, doesn't take long for a lot. Of, that's what it, how it was for me. So were you vegetarian, Heather, before you... Uh, Very briefly. Briefly. Very briefly veg. I went vegan pretty quick. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. There was like a very brief breaking of the veganness just out of just being young and stupid, Mm -hmm. really. And then just went right back into it. And yeah, about 15 years. Mm -hmm. Haven't looked back at butter since. Right? Was butter like the thing that you were just like, but butter is Everyone talks about cheese. Uh, And I'm like, I don't know how the language we can use here. I'm going to keep it clean. Um, you know, didn't need, didn't need cheese, needed butter. Okay. It's the saltiness and like the deliciousness that, but yeah, it's Well, no how do you feel now. about the vegan alternatives to butter? I feel good about them. You yeah. know, they're not exact, but, um, they're, they're, they're doing well. They're doing fine we make for a us. Little, we make a little vegan butter action. It's yeah. It's pretty, Ooh. you know, does the trade. I, uh. I, I, I was telling you guys before we recorded, but I was with my family over the weekend, and we were having like an extended family like little get together thing. And my mother does; she goes above and beyond when it comes to accommodating me because I'm the only one in the family that Adult. doesn't eat everything. Love her; she's wonderful. <laughs> and um, she put out bread and butter and a thing of Earth Balance. And the earth balance was indicated because the butter knife had a little, like, vegetable on the end. Oh, Oh, absolutely. And my, uh, one of my cousins, who probably has never heard of a vegetarian before in his life, uh, like, really liked the earth balance and was, like, after he was told that it wasn't dairy butter, he was like, oh, I don't care. It's, this is much better. So I was like, whoa, score one. I like it. Yeah, you know, yeah. you put that on some delicious bread, you use it in cooking, no one can yeah. tell. It's in these buttery cookies right here. That We've got some buttery cookies in front of us. <laughs> uh, what is in front of us? Tell me about these. These are crispy almond cookies. We're doing a Chinese takeout theme class oh. this weekend. So this is the dessert. So that's what it is that's in front awesome. of you. So is this something that you guys have been making a long time or something that you just kind of came up with? We've been refining the recipe. We always practice and hone it before each class just to make sure about quantities and timing and everything like that. Uh-huh. So this is a fresh little trial batch here. And when you come up with recipes for this type of thing, are they based on pre-existing recipes or are they just like, hey, I've got an idea? Gosh, <laughs> it, it, it's all over the map. Uh-huh. Um, we create all of our own original recipes. So if we do hone something, it is our own recipe that we've created earlier. Mm-hmm. These, I... I'm going to take a bite out. I yeah, believe please. these were honed from a recipe we created just a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. right, Sis? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
There we go. That was so good. You got to oh, crunch good. into that mic. I mean, They're, I right? try not to. Oh, they want that. That's what they give <laughs> they them. What do. they want. Give them what they want. <laughs> Let them hear the crunch. That is so good. Oh, good. Yeah, we so glaze good. it with a little maple so it has some shine on there, yeah, and uh, it's just a light, crispy <laughs> after Chinese food snack. So that's not an orange slice. Not an orange slice. <laughs> it's, it does have like a, a bit of like a fortune cookie ish flavor to it without actually being some like weird stale concoction <laughs> that's made in the factory. It's funny you bring up fortune cookies because there was one Chinese food class where we made fortune cookies and uh-huh. we had everyone write their own little fortunes. Oh, that's cool. Which we were pretty pumped on. The thing about making fortune cookies is there is like 20 seconds of a window where mm-hmm. if you don't fold this cookie up properly at it's that done. moment, you are done. And the you stress level. You get a fortune level, cylinder. And it's no good. <laughs> the it's stress no good. was just too much. And we have sworn off fortune cookies in this classroom really till the end of time. We were mm-hmm. like, no one can talk. We need a focus. But not really. We're never <laughs> like that. But it was just very time sensitive. So you, you brought it up yourselves, the classes. So <laughs> if for anybody who doesn't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. Heather and Jenny. Um, by the way, our sisters. Did we not mention that? I we don't are think sisters. So. It's yeah. true, but it's I don't true. think that like we've said it to the world. Let's say on this it. podcast. Totally sisters. Um, but yeah, you do these cooking classes amongst many other things, and I mean, I took one a week and a half ago, and it, oh my god, so good! <laughs> oh, I love it so much. It was great. And you guys have the best, like, I feel like people wouldn't believe that you're sisters just because you have such a good back and forth and you seem to get along so great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So tell me about how the the classes got started. And and, I mean, yes, you went vegan 15 years ago. What happened in between then and the classes that made it all happen? Yeah. So we teach cooking classes pretty much every weekend, and that is a business that we kind of thought up because there was no one in Los Angeles when we started about eight years ago. Mm -hmm. Nobody was teaching people how easy it is to make delicious vegan food at home. And so we thought, why don't we teach people how to to make it? Why don't we empower people how to take their health into their own hands? And then if you make a good meal for your friends and family, they're going to think vegan food is delicious. And then they're going to have a good idea about what it is. A lot of people have preconceived notions like the cousin with the butter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to crack in there. That's right. And so we wanted to give people the skills to to do this themselves. Yeah, we always knew we wanted a sister biz. Cool. And we always knew we never want a restaurant. You know, from we have tons of friends that are chefs and not only do they tell us never do this mm-hmm. if you ever want to see your spouse or if you ever want to have like a wonderful life again. Um, but really, every everyone says that. And when everyone says something, usually it's true. Not right. always. Absolutely not always. But in this case, you know, we, um, we, we knew the food business was definitely a place that we love and promoting healthy eating, mm-hmm. promoting um, our love for animals, which is really why we're doing this in the first place. My earrings are doing a little jingle jangle. You guys hear that? Um, that's for you listeners. That I can take them I'm off. sure it's totally <laughs> She's chilling. emoting big time. Yeah, that's what you can tell when she's like really getting into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, really getting into it. It's all about the, the cling. 
So, you know, really the reason that we are in this field is for the animals. Mm -hmm. And we don't talk about this in our classes. It's not something we overtly share, mm -hmm. but we are trying to save animals' lives actively. And the way we're doing it is just very positively. We don't talk about why eating meat is bad, even though we right. think it really is. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, what it's doing to our planet, which it's doing some really bad stuff. In our classes and in our daily life, we present the alternatives as just a very wonderful way of incorporating this into your diet. Even if someone comes in here and they're not vegan or vegetarian, mm -hmm. them trying it out, seeing that it's delicious, you know, there's no judgment from us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so. and uh, you know, with the no bad thing, you know, if, you're, if your mind is turned off because you're being told, you know, I'm, you know this from being vegan, some people mm -hmm. are very adamant about exposing the negative sides of this. And it's something that you have to come to when you're ready and when you're open to it. Mm -hmm. Because if you're just told don't do this or that, it's like anybody's impulse is to just be like, you know, rebellious in that sure. regard well, and go against the grain. we're rebels. Well, we're rebellious. <laughs> Can you tell? But of when course. you're open to it, and if people come to us genuinely with questions, we're happy to, happy to chat about all the nitty-gritty yeah. details. Well, something that I noticed and that I always pay attention to when I'm going to either a vegan restaurant or, um, I mean, when I'm finding out people who listen to this podcast or, you know, if I read comments on iTunes, which, by the way, please leave comments on iTunes. Um... I love it when it's people who aren't vegan who are coming in. At your class that I went to, I might have been one of like two or three vegans out of like 13 or 14 people. Yeah. And I think that's what it's all about is exposing it. Like, you know, for people who are vegan taking your class, it's just like, here's how to do this. You might know some of this stuff already, but for people who aren't vegan or aren't exposed to it as much, it's a great way to see how you don't need a lot of the things that you think that you might have needed to make cookies mm -hmm. or, you know, mm -hmm. or make food flavorful in general. Food flavorful. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's funny because we have a lot of longtime vegans that come to and they're like, okay, I'm the master of four things. Like I can kill a yep. stir fry really well. I can make a bagel witch or whatever they can make, you know, but they're like, I need a expanded yeah. repertoire because you get in the rut where you make the same things over and over and mm -hmm. you know, your family Even gets we have bored. tacos like twice a week <laughs> in my home. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have my go-tos, but I think after going to your class, now I have all of the stuff for like that um, Brazil nut pesto that you guys taught us how to make. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just like, okay, this is something where I can probably make a lot of this and use it in a few different dishes over the course of the week and it's going to be good to go. That means that you're was, a good student yeah. because mm -hmm. not everyone can put together that they can take a recipe and reformulate it to right. make it their own to, you know... Advance. Yeah. You you are advanced. advanced. Yeah. Ooh, so oh, oh, way to go. Yay. The Spork Girls approve. <laughs> and um, the the name Spork, I mean everybody uh, hopefully knows what a spork is. Um some you know, of our older clients don't really know no, what a spork is. I not guess, everyone knows you know, what a spork is. Knows. I think that maybe like eighties lunchrooms really were the time yeah. for, in place for the spork. Yeah. And uh, maybe it's once we explain, once we explain, it's a spoon and a fork together. People are like, oh, oh of, course. of course. And was it just kind of like a, an oda oh, moment when you decided to call yourselves that and make that your brand? We thought it through a little bit. Uh -huh. What were some of the names that maybe didn't? 
I can't remember any oh of gosh. them. There Can were you? so many. Uh-huh. There was some things with circles and squares and so many things. Whoa, she remembers shapes. I don't even know. We were like, something about a birthday. Something about a party. Some party. We, we've always wanted to associate our business with a party because uh-huh. we feel like right now I'm, I'm at a party. Mm-hmm. I'm having so much fun. I may as well be at a party. So we wanted to sort of get that out there. But, um, you know... The spork is a very funny and playful utensil. Mm-hmm. We think it's ridiculous and silly. And it's a fun word. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun word. Yes, it has pork in it, but who's, who's thinking about that? <laughs> and, you know, we, um, we just really wanted to name our company after something that was playful and fun, not hippie granola brown and green company of health. Know what I mean? Right, I hear exactly what you mean. You wouldn't have come if it were called Hippie Granola Brown and Green Company of Health, would you? I don't think I would. And that's, I think, a problem with a lot of uh, vegan companies that maybe are a little bit more old school, we can say. Um, They don't have the the, the hip name down. It's always something super (laughs) hippie granola that's like the green earth health store. Mm -hmm. And it's like, come on, nobody's Mm going to take you seriously. And yeah. there's and there's a place for those you know oh, those companies I and love that's them. that's what started it all off and we respect them big time but mm-hmm. there's a lot of other new companies that are coming out with great names and great packaging yeah. and we just are so excited to see it out there. Yeah, I feel like for a lot of vegan things, it could there's a lot that could use a lot of rebranding. Um, I think, I mean, every, I love seitan, but. It sounds like something you wouldn't want to eat. Yeah, it sounds like the devil. Yeah, until you have it, you're just like, oh, Satan's the bomb. Mm-hmm. And I wanted and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an unfortunate up, translation. Mm-hmm. When we saw Upton's packaging, I mean, we were oh, we yeah. almost cried tears. We were so excited Upton's about is, how beautiful it is. And they make a great product. Too. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, yeah, super cool packaging. And that's it's inspiring seeing what people are doing with, with everything. And so many amazing cookbooks which you guys have a cookbook we do have a cookbook is it just called the spork cookbook i it's called spork fed spork fed (laughs) wonderful so what kind of stuff is in the is in the cookbook well we have recipes that we feel are really comforting and recipes that you can make for anybody and mm-hmm. they'll enjoy it so they don't have to be vegan to enjoy it. You know, that was our goal. So right. things like creamy baked mac and cheese mm-hmm. and, you know, um, brown rice with the pesto mm-hmm. with Kalamata olives and cherry tomatoes. That's so flavorful. Uh, brunch items. The brunch section is a section people get really excited about. Well, you are just sitting right below uh, a picture of our strawberry cream cheese stuffed French toast. Okay, we need to do a video podcast. <laughs> yeah, the the wall right behind uh, Heather is just gorgeous. Uh, it's just magnificent. Thank Everything you. Everything looks so good. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're um, just blown up pictures of the outtakes from our book that didn't oh, make really? it in there. They're the yeah. outtakes. Mm-hmm. So this, there's a, there's a picture of a birthday cake, uh-huh. and this candle was lit, and this didn't make it in. But it's just the look at that flame. It's just it's a beautiful. Per, it's flame. the flame you'd want to what blow out on your birthday. What kind of cake is that? that it's a at? vanilla bean birthday cake. So very mm-hmm. classic, where you can take it and run with it if you want mm-hmm. to. He'd but know everybody, no. But everybody maybe, maybe needs not. like a recipe for a birthday cake in case they have a vegan friend or sure. family member or for themselves. Okay. Speaking of places that are um, a little hippy-dippy, 
Uh, why am I drawing a blank on the name of this place right now? It's in Santa Monica. It's on... Restaurant? Or is it wrong? Yeah, it's a restaurant. It's uh, on 11th is the cross street. Oh my God, I'm completely blanking on it right now, but it has the most amazing uh, coconut cake. It's like nice. a coconut raspberry cake. And it's, I don't know why I'm blanking on the name of what it What right type now. of cuisine? Oh, it's like vegan sandwiches, salads. It's going to bug me oh, oh, so Oh, golden much. mean. Golden mean. Yeah? Super hippy dippy. Nice. Food's amazing. Great. I, I don't know if we've... Can't we went there been. once. But you I know, think. you remember the name. But I knew the name. Oh, yeah, because, the name. you know. But that cake. I, Fantastic. The first time I was working in the neighborhood and I just like looked up vegan. I was like, oh, what's this place? I go there, maybe get like the club sandwich. I was like, this is really good. And then I was, you know, just like on a lunch break from work and I just didn't care about going back. And they asked me if I wanted dessert. And I was like, you know what? What's the best thing you got? And there's like the coconut cake. And I was like, give it to me. And I must have spent the next half hour just like enjoying every single morsel of it. It's mm. a good day when someone nails a coconut cake. <sighs> I had a pretty good vegan cookie in Ventura yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Surprised me. I mean, really, really took me by surprise. Do you remember the first restaurant that you guys went to that really just like was like, oh, yeah, this is what it's all about? Like a vegan restaurant? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Hmm. I feel like, you know, Millennium was really uh -huh. far ahead of its time for a while. You know, it is still so fantastic. Mm -hmm. And so going to San Francisco and experiencing that and seeing the kind of um, level of cuisine that they were serving was really inspirational for me. Um, you know, we have grown up going on a sister trip together. And one thing we do is go away together for between two weeks and a month mm -hmm. really we've been doing it for the past i don't know 15 or so years you guys really like each other yeah i know we love <laughs> we hang out. now that we're married um the not to each other change no 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 since Our we're dudes. sisters <laughs> um we have dudes you know we we were very inspired by the cuisine mm -hmm. of the cultures around the world that we've traveled to That's so great. when we went to greece we, you know, how many years ago did we go to Greece? A long time ago, Saz. We were there for a month. And, you know, drinking white wine on the beaches, eating mushrooms. Mm -hmm. um, Just you know, it's, grilled mushrooms with a little white wine. And yeah, legit no mushrooms. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say that the trips that we took together around the world have really inspired us okay. and continue to inspire us. And that's, you know, that's, we don't want to just hang out in LA. We don't want to just hang out in New York. We want to see what other cultures are making, what they're creating and all the different things that are available to them. Which country that you've traveled to has the best vegan cuisine? In oh your man. I, it's a tough call. I would say Jamaica. Jamaica, really? Has amazing vegan food. Cause I tall food is generally vegan. So oh. that's what the Ross does eat. So Aital is um, really pure. They make you things like curry with vegan goat, but it's tofu curry. And you know, all these Caribbean flavors, crazy scotch bonnet peppers and hot sauce and flavor like bananas. I there know, are vegetables there flavors. that we've never had here. There's a food called ackee, which is huh. actually poisonous if you don't eat it when it's ripe. And when you eat it when it's ripe, it actually tastes like scrambled eggs. But mm -hmm. it's a vegetable. It's These, a crazy, crazy tree. There's so you really have to fruit. trust your chef. Yes. They, they <laughs> know it. Long conversations yeah. they know with it. our chefs. But 
Um, you know, the beautiful thing is you would pull over to the side of the road. One of my favorites is Ross Roddy's shack just on the side of the road. And you would eat maybe two people at a time just uh-huh. on a bench together and learn about the history of, you know, their parents being vegan mm-hmm. and, you know, what that meant to them and their lifestyle. And you wouldn't get a stomachache. I mean, that's great. That's a beautiful thing. In a shack. Jamaica. I never would have imagined it's a great time. That, that would be the answer to that Big question. time. I mean, Japan was amazing. You know, uh-huh. it's even like in Costa Rica, we ate a lot of hearts of palm salad and things mm-hmm. like that, and just these foods that grow the sustainable naturally. Hearts the sustainable palm. The sustainable hearts of palm, uh-huh. of course, because we stayed at like these eco lodges. But like vegan food is abounding there. Like there is amazing options and it's also fresh so everywhere we go there's different gems it's not always going to be a winner when you travel but Mm -hmm. if you do your research then you can find amazing food she was just in sicily and came back with giant salted capers and beautiful sun-dried tomatoes and And um, like there's a special kind of oregano that's a sicilian oregano Uh unlike anything else you've ever had really it's pretty crazy so these types of things they keep us going man they keep us inspired that's so wonderful i love it uh so yeah the cooking classes the cookbook um and i i know that you also do training for different restaurants and things like that have you had any fun experiences working with any um anything in particular we've had so much fun at ucla actually really so we were hired to go over to ucla a couple of times and revamp a couple of their dishes and also introduce about 13 of our dishes to one of the restaurants on campus we trained about 40 of their chefs and we always do a vegan training you know why are your students asking for vegan food what does it mean what's the difference between vegan gluten-free vegetarian why are reasons people would go vegan you mm-hmm. know the religious the animal rights the health there are so many and mm-hmm. there's like 10 more um so we do these trainings and what we love is we do the we do the sort of lecture first and then the food comes in so any chefs who are a little bit hesitant towards taking a class from two girls in a pink chef coat right. soon we, we see them come around, you know, and, and I think it's good to be skeptical of, of information given to you. I think we all need to do our own research, so yeah. we respect that. And right. we're coming into a place where these chefs have been working in the same establishments for 10, 15, 20 years, and we're like, you know, showing them a new way of cooking. Some are open to it, some are not so yeah. open to it. But when they see actually how flavorful it can be, they really do like it. <laughs> so we introduced our 13 dishes. We created a dinner for 1500 students with just a handful of chefs and it was so much fun and so crazy and we just love how open ucla is to Mm -hmm. inviting us in even places like kaiser we go to kaiser anthem blue cross all these places for their employees they're trying to allow them to make healthier choices Mm -hmm. so we've worked with a lot of the employees just educating them about preventative measures and how to eat more veggies and things like that we also launched a menu at the four seasons in beverly hills so we have a couple of dishes Mm -hmm. on their permanent menu so now what 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 are those dishes that they have they have um a little veggie burger so it's a veggie burger slider it's all gluten free sliders Mm -hmm. (laughs) you get a few sliders they're very generous with their portions over there we have beet ketchup with our veggie burger and then we also have some fried pickles on there which Whoa. is which is delish. We also have some battered avocado tacos Ooh. with a lime crema and some smoky ranchero beans. 
So we so actually both of those dishes are gluten free and vegan. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so good. It's fun. So next time you're at the floor season, you know, no cabana poolside. Now, have you had some of the your recipes that were created by or, or prepared by their chefs, and do they usually stack up to to the way you do it? They do. We yeah. check in every now and again. Uh-huh. We go and have lunch. You and wear like trench coats and sunglasses. <laughs> we have some meetings there sometimes uh-huh. for people who we, we want to try those types of dishes. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's always, there's always a few adjustments, but, we, you know, we're perfectionists. And so, have you and ever, all these chefs are very talented. Like oh, these I'm people, sure. this is what they do day in and yeah, day out. Like, it. you know. So now, have you ever been to a place where you've, trained them how to make certain dishes had that dish and then it's been slightly different and you're like oh my god that's a i really love what they did right there maybe we should alter our dish does that ever happen i mean the presentation we worked with a resort um in mexico called esperanza it's an auberge resort that was fantastic very (laughs) fancy and they're plating in the technique of chef gonzo he's the coolest guy ever he was pretty great gonzo yeah yeah Yeah. he he just elevated the presentation and made the dishes just look so good we were just blown away at his level of skill i mean he's an artist and he was just making the plates so beautiful that we were like can we take you home with us please Mm -hmm. tweezers out sauces on the plate like crazy piles of things it was amazing Amazing. that's wonderful yeah there's always things to learn from other people that is for sure when it comes to presentation I mean, when, when you're normally cooking things, because I know at your classes, it's pretty much, you know, you make it and then it's a serve yourself type of situation. At least that's how it was when I did it. Yes, um, you're right. But do you ever do, well, do you do like personal cooking for like events or something where now when it comes to presentation, is it all just kind of like, uh, I don't know, let's just figure it out? Or have you really nailed down how you like to present your, your dishes? We've partnered with Eco Caters. They're oh. an eco-friendly catering company. Uh-huh. And we've trained the chefs on how to make our dishes. So we actually hired them for my wedding. This oh. is Heather. And we <laughs> gave them our dishes. We trained them. And then they were presented to us in a way that you know we had no idea and we were pleasantly so i mean they did an amazing job so now we're able to cater you know from 10 person drop-off lunch events to Mm -hmm. thousand person gala affairs which is exciting but we are not the ones actually plating those dishes yeah i mean plating is fun but we don't you know get as hardcore about it as Mm -hmm. as some That's all right. Your, your focus is the, the recipes, figuring out the, what, what makes the recipe perfect. Um, what are your favorite things to make? Oh, gosh, sis, you want to take this one? The, um, what are our favorite things um, to I make? I think that one, one of the things that we are really, we love introducing people to jackfruit. Oh, jackfruit's yeah, awesome. So good, and using it as like a meat substitute. Yeah. We make like a barbecue pulled jackfruit. We use it in Indonesian food. You know, showing people that it is really cool to use and so fun. When uh, when you do your barbecue jackfruit, because I've done it also, but kind of like 
the janky version where it's just like <laughs> barbecue sauce and put it in a slow cooker. Uh, that's not janky. That's not that's janky. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, I mean, do you make your own, like, put in all of the spices and pastes and we, all that yeah. kind of fun it stuff? It starts with making a barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes into putting the jackfruit with the barbecue sauce and then cooking it down. And mm-hmm. yeah, we're actually- we actually use um, a healthy cola. It's called Q Cola. Uh-huh. And oh. it's not Coke at all but it has those essence it has natural uh, nutmeg Ooh. yeah nutmeg cinnamon cloves and it's a carbonated beverage that literally tastes well so much better than coke but we use it to cook down our jackfruit and it oh, just wow. when we're making carnitas it's just an incredible flavor um when i first started the podcast i had um uh, jeremy from plant food for people come on they're Love awesome. those tacos Ugh. so much. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So yeah. good. Yeah, anybody who doesn't know about jackfruit really should seek it out. I don't know. I mean, because, I mean, this podcast is available ever, everywhere, and jackfruit might not be available as easily as it is in Any the, sort of Asian market right. has Asian it markets. in a can. And you can get, you want to get the young jackfruit. You don't want to get the mature jackfruit because it's a totally different ballgame. And you don't want to get it in syrup. Don't get it in syrup. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really fascinating. I had two cans of it in like my last place, but I've been so uh, nervous about screwing it up that they sat there until they expired, which took years, years of sitting there. But um, never again. Never again. I need to just sit there and focus because I've never been happy with my preparation. It's just never been as good as somebody else making it. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Chances are they use a lot more oil and fattening things when they're making it in like well, a restaurant. Maybe or something. I'll just have to find out when you guys are teaching a class. Yeah. Yeah. You can, we're well. going to be at PETA teaching some jackfruit. Really? Very soon. We so are. You can come, come with us to the PETA offices. We're doing an event called Animal Rights 2.0. Okay. That's open to the public. We actually did one in Norfolk, Virginia a couple oh, of months okay. ago. Um, for their offices there, so they're doing one That's great. in LA it's like a on a whole day on activism, just how to you know speak to using animals in film or using animals mm-hmm. as clothing or using animals in food, and so they cover all these bases and allow you to become a more efficient activist. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's really really and cool. And included so is a little cooking demo that we'll do. Nice. And are they doing that at the the Bob Barker building? Yes. Fantastic. Well, if anybody, when is when is that happening? That is happening on January, January 31st. 31st. Okay. And I'm we gonna... actually just put it in our newsletter, our recent newsletter. People can email us. We have a coupon code that's half off the regular the regular registration fee, so they can email us if they want to. And is that all on your website? The information. I don't think that's or, on our website. No. How do you get the newsletter? You can email subscribe us. Subscribe to oh, our, yeah. Well, it's already too late to subscribe, but they can email us and we'll get them the information. All right. So if you're listening to this before January 31st, 2015, <laughs> what's the email? Heather at sporkfoods.com. And you can uh, attend this thing half price. That's cool. So what other things do you have coming up uh, down the pipeline? Or is there anything that you maybe you can't talk about? Or? There's a lot we can't yeah. talk about. but all that we wish that we could. Uh-huh. We are going to be at the Natural Products Expo oh, this cool. year, which is in March. 
We have it is like it's across the street from Disneyland uh-huh. because it's in the Anaheim Convention Center, but it's like food Disneyland. Oh yeah, you get to have you been? I have yeah. not been. Okay, I've not been, but I've been dying to go. Anybody in the food world has to check it out. It's usually for industry people, but if you know somebody that can get you in there, it's worth seeing mm-hmm. every new product that's out. And we are going to be there. Yeah, we represent Seton Farms. They're actually cousins of ours. I think you right. tried their pistachio yeah. chewy bites. So good. They're so Another good. excellent snack. Great snack. Great snack. It's a really great snack. Yeah, so they it's a pistachio farm or do they do They own about ten thousand acres in the San Joaquin Valley in California. So they grow just really super high quality pistachios and um, they have a plant there and it's the most eco-friendly. They actually put parks into their community for their employees and for just the general public to enjoy. They're just such an incredible company. We're very proud to Mm -hmm. be partnering with them. So we'll be making some dishes with the pistachio chewy bites at Expo. Oh, with the chewy bites. Yeah. Yeah. We take those chewy bites. Sometimes we dip them in chocolate. Sometimes we use them in a parfait. We get, we get snack crazy. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> let's let's talk about getting snack crazy. So okay, you obviously had your loyalty to this pistachio farm, and I know that you're gonna want to say that your favorite snack is always gonna be pistachios all day and all night. And How'd you know? aside from the you know the, the pizza, pizza and the avos, the pizza and the avocados. Um, let's talk more about like snacks that you will have when you're maybe. I know that your work is preparing food, so you're probably not like filling up on snacks while you're <laughs> while you're working on that. But um, is there something that you really love to you know just have on hand when you're? I mean, maybe if you're doing administrative stuff for the you know for the business or anything, what is your go-to? Because I know avocados, you're not always going to be like you know typing away on the keyboard and then like hacking an avocado in half and, and everything. But so aside from pistachios. I've got one to eat. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, I, I don't know so if it's the I'm, same one. I'm pretty into the primal strips. <gasps> oh my God, which one's your favorite? I like the, um, there's a new gluten-free version. Have you tried the gluten-free Well, I know strips? they have the soy ones. Yes. All, I would say all of them. I love them so much. I'm really sad when I eat my last bite. There's only like three bites in the, in the package. I, I want like a Costco size case yeah. of them. The, my favorite's the Thai peanut, and I, I can't get enough of those. That. They're delicious. They're so good. It's sort of like our, um, for us, snack time is road trip time, mm-hmm. and really Absolutely. never any other time, mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. you say? I would say, unless it's like a dessert snack sort of situation, what in which case, snack? like, if you want something <laughs> sweet as a snack, <laughs> there's two types of snacks, right? Absolutely. There's a salty and there's a sweet snack. There you, go. you know. <laughs> And I would say dandies, the marshmallows, oh, the vegan yeah. marshmallows. That's a that's like a really good snack. So do you prefer dandies to sweet and Sarah? No, I love sweet and Sarah too. We love both. The, we love both. I can just you know you can find you know. We love both. We love both. They're they're also good. Although I will say the toasted coconut. I'm talking a lot about coconut oh. this time. The toasted coconut, sweet and sour marshmallow, so good. And all their snacks that they make out of the marshmallows, which are yeah, really desserts. S'mores, and s'mores like forget it. I just so love good. that her parents work in the plant with her. I don't know the whole Sarah, like, story behind that. Well, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, to... we love family-owned mm. businesses for obvious yeah. reasons. They're, they're 
They're beautiful. And whenever you use vegan marshmallows in a recipe, people are like, what makes a marshmallow not vegan? And oh, you're like, yeah. wow, there's boiled ligaments and hooves and things like that that are not even vegetarian. Right. So people don't even understand how a harmless snack like a gummy worm, right. you know, or something like a marshmallow that's like one of the most kid-friendly snacks mm -hmm. ever is made with all these really intense ingredients if it's not vegan. There's a new little Swedish candy store. Have you heard of it or been? Soccer bit? What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. On and Third no. Street. They have a lot of different vegan options. Really? They, they use agar agar. It's mm. good stuff. Let's you're mentioning agar agar. Let's talk <laughs> a little bit about some ingredients that people might not be familiar with and do use a lot of things like agar agar in your cooking and or also in your recipes in your cookbooks i know that there's i've seen a, so many uh cookbooks that'll have an ingredient list that's forever long and then stuff that you can't typically find everywhere mm -hmm. do you try to avoid those trickier ones we you know? do or we talk about substitutions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so for instance this weekend um in our thug kitchen class we taught a, a class with the, the cats from Thug Kitchen, yeah. which was really fun. They did two recipes, we did two. We used kaffir lime leaves in our red curry. Oh, wow. And those aren't, you know, you can't get them at every supermarket, but sure. we talked about ways to work without them, etc. cetera. Mm -hmm. But I mean, people, it's great if they can get comfortable with things like agar agar, mm -hmm. which is really, you can call it agar. You don't have to you say could. it twice. You could. And, you know, it's five times stronger than gelatin. Uh -huh. And it you get one package, it lasts you for so long, but you can make so many puddings in your own vegan version of Jello and all these amazing Jello things shots, with it. Even. Mm. Exactly. So if you, you know, at first when an ingredient seems scary, we're like, just invest a little bit. Even nutritional yeast. Scariest sounding ingredient ever. Yeah, that's another one that needs some rebranding. It needs to... People call it nooch. Nooch. Right. We haven't gotten on that train, but... I know, I'm not as comfortable... Yeah, you can go to the nooch. bulk bin, you can mm -hmm. get a tiny bit, so you can try it out and see if you like it. You don't have to commit to a big, crazy container of it like we mm -hmm. do. Oh, yeah. I I probably... Ha no, I recently consolidated several big, crazy containers, because I just, like, keep on getting them. I said, like, do I have enough... No, I probably don't have enough. And then it's like I have all these containers and I just have to consolidate my nutritional yeast. But it's the best. It's so great. I made a, um, a nacho cheese sauce. Uh, and I, I've never, I'd never done it before. But I did it. Um, I think it was like after your class, I was like, you know what? I've got a Vitamix. i got to use that thing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it. You guys will do that. And uh, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, that's perfect. I'll do this sauce. And I found like a very basic like five ingredients and it was so good and it made so much and I used it throughout the week with it's different great. things so good nutritional yeast is a miracle like powder flake <laughs> it's just it should so, be it's called awful. miracle powder miracle I think you powder. just rebranded that miracle powder, powder flake and it gives you your vitamins we'll cut out flake <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, or miracle flakes you know mm. um, but it yeah I don't even know where it comes from is necessarily do you guys know it's grown on different things mm -hmm. sometimes what mushrooms it's basically a yeast yeah that's a non-active yeast 
Um, and a lot of people confuse it with brewer's yeast. Mm. A lot of people will say, oh, I went to make your mac and cheese recipe and I bought brewer's yeast instead and it didn't turn out. And we're like, well, we didn't uh, tell you to do that. Brewer's yeah. yeast is a beer byproduct. Mm -hmm. So nutritional yeast is grown on a few different things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it is um, a non-active yeast. Mm -hmm. That, you know, and I see in a lot of recipes, it's like, you know, a cup of nutritional yeast, not brewer's yeast, because mm -hmm. I, I guess it must happen a lot. Happens a lot. It, because they're sold next to each other in the vitamin aisle, oh. and they're in the same kinds of packaging. Right. So and you have to be careful. It's also very funny. I feel like when I first started buying nutritional yeast, it wasn't... Uh, it, they didn't always put it in the right section, because mm. it would be in like the vitamin aisle. It's still there. Yeah. You could, yeah, I'm sure it's still there. In addition to, you know, the spices. I think that varies from like market Bob's to market. Red Mill, you know, they see it in that package and it's like, oh, okay, it goes with this stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I always see it like confusing. in the vitamin island. But it's good for you. It is essentially like, a like taking a vitamin, which is That's why true. when you Got go the to the bathroom, you see a yeah. lot of yellow going on because you're basically <laughs> peeing out all the yeah. vitamins. Your body takes what it needs and it gets rid of what it doesn't need. Right. Just like when you do take a regular vitamin, your body's never going to get all of those sure. minerals. But it makes vitamins. delicious food, which not a lot of vitamins would make a delicious mac mm -hmm. and cheese. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you remember your first, like recipe that you created that like knocked your socks off <laughs> you want to brag wait Do the it. recipe we no. created yeah. that knocked our that's own funny. socks off that's yeah. funny gosh i mean i don't even know if we can go there i mean you're gonna want I, people to hate us oh they you love, know what they i'll love tell you i'll tell so you what did happen tell me in college <laughs> She's a diplomat. when i went vegan and I went vegan with my roommate. We said, okay, we only have two boxes of our mac and cheese like left in the pantry. Uh -huh. After that, we're going to be vegan, okay? No. So we were like, we can use what we have so that we're not wasteful and then we're going beaks. I remember having, I had a bunch of male friends. They're away from their mommies. Nobody's cooking for them. So I was like, I'm going to make you all enchiladas. I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but I made them and the result was positive. All the guys really liked it. And then mm -hmm. I found a lot of people coming over for dinner after that. It would be a very big thing. We would make a lot of food and it happened very frequently. So we knew that, you know, there was something to this whole cooking thing and being able to feed people and bring them together and... It was in college that we learned how to cook for big quantities of people. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was something where I don't know if we can say that our own dish knocked our socks off, but if <laughs> it, it pleased our friends, okay if it pleased bread. our friends, yeah. Oh, I no. mean, or, or things like lasagna. I remember making a lasagna for all these, you know, friends of mine and, and, you know, everyone was like, oh, this is good. This is good. And one guy was like, it's almost as good as my mom's. And I was like, that's oh, enough of a compliment. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah. He no one's going to say it's better than their right? mom's. You didn't yeah. sugarcoat it for me, which right. I appreciated. That's good. That's positive feedback, I'd say. Um, so I know I have two brothers, and I know that we are all very different from one another, but we complement each other very well. And I, I mean, just watching you guys doing your class, and I'm sure people listening to you can tell that, you know, you're, you're good at latching out to each other's stories and adding and things like that. Uh, is there, are there certain things, and you can answer for, one can answer for the other, um, <laughs> is there something that maybe one of you is lacking in a way that the other one gets better, you know, so what are the kind of things sure. that you find that, you know, you really boost each other with? 
Well, I have more of a culinary background, and Heather has a business background. So she is much better at making deals, doing business than I am. I've grown through the years as to, you know, we teach each other both things. But I think that when it comes to making the hard calls, I put her on the horn. Okay. (laughs) And by the way, I am astonished that the phone hasn't rang yet. This wow. is amazing. I know. But remember we, we said it. we willed it not to ring? This is true. This is what happens when we go out of town. We will the business to just push pause, and I swear to you, the universe hears. Okay. Do you have a history with witchcraft? Because that is <laughs> a very important I don't question. know. Most I people mean, do think vegans are witches of some kind. Well, but. yeah. I mean, toss in water, we, we float. You know, it's okay. <laughs> you know, in some ways, we believe that veganism is our religion. Mm-hmm. And you know, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of people who can can relate to that. You know, to me, it makes sense to think about things like the seasons and the tides and what we put in our body and what's coming out of us and how we treat animals. That is, you know, these are the morals and values that religion would provide. Yeah, and that's so. I guess in some ways, it does tie into sort of a more Compassion spiritual is your higher power. Just a more, yeah, yeah a more spiritual aspect of, you know, what we do and how it relates just on a deeper level. We're, we're always thinking about that we're just a couple people on the earth. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about that, you're, you're very insignificant. And I think when we get overwhelmed and stressed out about this or that, you know, just putting, putting, putting yourself back in perspective is really important. But on the other side of the coin, as a human being who makes choices every single day, if veganism is approached on a massive scale, the environmental impact and the impact on the animals is huge. So though you are one single individual, collectively, we do make a big difference. Mm -hmm. But Heather was going to talk about something else. No, No, that was it, girl. No, were you... Oh, I don't know. What was I going to talk about? I don't know. I thought you were transitioning. Didn't read it so well. Oh, okay. Fair (laughs) enough. Well, I think that... uh, I mean... uh, I think we've covered a lot of territory here, um, but is there anything that you guys want people to know about who you are and what you do? I know that you, I mean, you, you said uh, wonderful things about your viewpoints about veganism and you know, your own philosophies about it. Uh, is there any message that you would want the listeners to know if maybe they're thinking about going vegan yeah. and they haven't made the, the decision? Or if maybe they're just like, yeah, but butter is so good. Yeah. You know, what would be the one thing that you would have to say to somebody? I would say a lot of people are very afraid of learning the truth. They don't want to know what really happens to the animals because it's unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And I would say sort of look it in the face and don't be afraid of that because that is the reality just because we don't see it every day. So we would encourage people to do that. In addition, we would really encourage those who are vegan to make really good food hmm. and <laughs> share it with everyone yeah. that you can because people have sometimes a preconceived notion and it is up to all of us to destroy those preconceived notions um, in a way with, yeah, with, with deliciousness. deliciousness. Absolutely, and and like you were saying uh, when we started recording about how when you have a class you don't uh, push your your viewpoints on the people that are are there, um, you're, but you're doing it with the food, and it's just exactly. like you know what if you like the way this tastes and you think that it's maybe better than your mom's lasagna, 
then maybe you should uh, look look into this whole vegan thing a little further. It's a covert <laughs> operation. Yeah. And uh, Jenny, do you have anything to add to that, or do you are you fully on board with what Heather's? I would down? say here's what I say. You know, and a lot of people say the same thing, which is just give it a shot for a little while yeah. and see how you feel. Because you do experience a shift in, you know, the way that you feel both from um, a position of spiritual growth to feeling good physically and mm -hmm. feeling more energized. And there is a shift. So if you are eating, you know, a vegan diet, especially we use a lot of organic and whole foods based ingredients. If you switch to eating more whole foods based and you, you know, give yourself the chance to nourish yourself, you can really see how your body reacts, how your mind reacts. And, you know, if it feels good to you, push on. That's right. Concur. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when I first went vegan, it was just going to be a test month, but it just never ended. Nice. And that's, you know, but that's what I suggest to people who maybe they're feeling um, imbalanced or maybe there's something funky going on. They're not feeling great. Then it's like, you know what? Maybe, maybe give it a try. And exactly. Better. And it does very interesting things to you you know it changes the way your your body functions yeah you're gonna take a poop three times a day <laughs> so that's welcome to that thing. world i i mean beans are really nice people we that's met a, the nicest people in our classes that's more of what like, i was going for <laughs> you know uh, i always take it to sort of a yeah. nasty side oh, no, <laughs> to who I it's am. natural um yeah you know i feel like i used i don't get mad anymore you know, do you ever feel that where it's just like you know, I still get pretty mad? mad. You yeah. get pretty mad. <laughs> Not often, but things make me mad. But it's you know, there there is a little bit of. But I think you meet a lightness. lot of people that are so compassionate and so sweet. We have met the most amazing people through this journey. Mm -hmm. We're not going to say there's not some wackadoodle doos, you know, sometimes. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> in general, we have met the best people and like vegans everywhere, all over the world. Any place we go that we meet, like. We've had great experiences. Yeah, we've found guys. our communities. We were talking about yeah. travel. We have found our communities anywhere we've gone that have a vegan restaurant. All right, I've got one last question for you guys. Okey doke. And this is uh, a new take on an old classic question. <laughs> All right. If you could teach any person, living or dead, to cook, who would it be? Ooh. Like to cook vegan food. Well, let's, <laughs> let's be real here. No, to make them a brisket. No, of course vegan food. I would, I'm dead air. Dead air dead says air. fill in, fill in. All right. Um, honestly, probably Taylor Swift. Yeah? Probably. That'd be a, There's a, a lot of power in these pop stars sure. that continue to crank out these hits. Mm-hmm. And once those pop stars start eating this way, they have a big influence. And my goal is really to make everyone vegan. So if she can turn, you Find know. Find the most influential person you can. I mean, that's respect. like the person who's coming to mind at this very moment. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking of um, Michelle Obama and Barack Obama. I, oh. I know I picked two, but that's I mean, okay. Michelle has advocated farms and, you know, all of these amazing get your body moving campaigns and a lot of big, big food companies are trying to kind of suppress her message and not really get it out there as much as she wants to. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be the most amazingly punk rock move to just go vegan and learn how to cook from us we'd be happy for free to teach the first lady and mr president i'm how sure to, they're how listening to cook. i'm sure they are they're, they love snack attack. malia's totally listening oh. right now 
Sasha's a total vegan snack attack head. Yeah, yeah. Any, uh, anyone in the those family. Those are great answers. Those are such good answers. Fun question. Oh, I love it. Uh, well, great. Well, so everybody should go buy your book. Is it? It's available online. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Spork fed. Spork the book. Go to your website. Sign up for classes if you're in the LA area. And do you travel and teach, or do you just travel and eat? We Both. travel Both. and teach constantly. We'll take our show on the road. We have burners that are ready to go in the closet that can We're be ready. plugged in anywhere. And yeah, sporkfoods.com is is where it's at. For we have a blog with recipes mm-hmm. where people can grab and you those. Do even private lessons, right? We do. Oh, there was one other thing that you guys mentioned during the class. You said that you also do like uh, like a pantry update. We Can you do. talk about that just for a second? Yeah, we will go into your home, get rid of all of the expired spices and the not-so-good-for-you ingredients, and we will replace them with healthy ingredients and teach you how to use them. So if you need a pantry revamp and you're like, I just don't want to deal with it, we will come and we'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. We love that game. I feel like love that, to throw out your Aunt Jemima. Yeah, right. Ugh. I feel like that's one of the more intimidating things for people is just like, mm-hmm. but it's so much stuff to get, and mm-hmm. I don't know what to... Yeah, Once you're stocked, you know, it's you're kind of coasting downhill yeah. after that. I, I think that's a, a great idea, and I'm glad that you guys did no, it. You're really sweet. Thank yeah. you so much Thank for, you for being doing here. This. I know we, anybody who's listened to the episode that I did at the LA Vegan Beer Fest a couple years ago, you guys talked to me briefly, and it was so great, and I've been so excited ever since then to finally get to So... This has been wonderful. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so guys. much. Fun. And thank you everybody for listening. Thank yeah. you and for listening. Yeah, buy their book, take their classes. Oh, thanks. Woo. All right. See you. <laughs>